Can you hear me? No, I respect Bobby Foster. I'm very much responsible for the success of this year's podcast. I don't know what to say. Um, I get like 20, 25 emails a day. I think our commission's a scumbag. Here we are, back. The O Show, the official SBFFL podcast. The show that doesn't feature Matto in any way, shape, or form, but that's okay. Today, we got the uh, the official co-host of the official podcast, Bob Flesta. How you doing, Bob? Doing great. It is the eve of the football season. We've got Patriots. We've got Chiefs. They're coming back in a minute. I cannot wait to get this season started and going. How are you feeling? I'm doing great. You think, uh, speaking of Patriots, Chiefs, you think Adele's going to, I mean, uh, El Perez is actually going to get 70,000 blue towels in that building? I mean, pictures don't lie. They've got the turquoise towels going. They got a assembly line of people handing them out. I mean, we're definitely going to see some turquoise towels tomorrow night in Gillette. Oh, I hope it's overwhelming. Uh, I hope it's a C. <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. I cannot wait to get it started again. I mean, it, this is this is such a big pa- fantasy season. I mean. We have some movement going on in the league. We just had a great draft. Like, the excitement is palpable. It's in the air. I am ready to go. I feel the same way. I feel like uh, I got a fresh start. I'm like a whole new guy, and it's a new season. Everybody is zero and zero. Anything can happen on any given Sunday. I'm ready to do it. Exactly. I mean, and before we get started, I mean, we've got draft grades to do. There's already been waiver wire moves. There's been shit going everywhere. I just want to give a thanks to Eric and Nicole. Open the house. It really fit us perfectly. It went very smoothly. I mean, no matter how much chaos is going into the week leading up to the draft, it seems to always run so smooth. Yeah, I got I mean, big shout-out to Nicole. Um, I was fairly nervous to ask if I could move the couch, even though that was a very obvious thing that needed to happen. You know, yeah. there's just animals in her living room. Guys coming in, there's beer, there's chairs. Most guys hadn't showered that morning, and she took Mongrel. a camp. Yeah. She was I mean, not not only have the guys not showered, we had $500 of Pizza Hut in our systems. Like, the methane levels oh, were insane. They were, were outrageous. They were absolutely insane. I mean, I, I don't know. If, thankfully, they didn't have carpet, because that stank would not be coming out for at least a couple of years. Oh, yeah. I mean, and... and they had guests over, you know, perusing. They were taking pictures of us. I, I, and I thought we put on a half-decent show. So maybe we I mean, got more out of it than I expected. <laughs> the pictures, I'm, I'm happy to play the role of zoo animal. I mean, that's no problem. I mean, we can gladly go on that front. I'm, no, so I'm we, nothing if not a performer, but go on. That is so true. So we have an absolutely jam-packed show. I mean, we have draft grades. We have season starting we have league and league and team changes i mean the the big thing we didn't have like last year we did fractional points but this year and last year we added teams but this year there were some team member changes there were some team partner changes i mean that confronts you 
more than almost anyone. So what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I mean, this is something that uh, I tried to stay away from. I don't want to be too controversial. You know, uh, Christian Dello, you know, he's like a brother to me. But, uh, I, you know, the, the more I, I've tried to explain it to people, um, you know, they ask, you know, why we split, what was going on. And, you know, like having an Asian partner, it, it's like eating Chinese food. He's like, you know, the season's over and you're hungry again in two weeks. You know, it, it's just not always the same. Wait a minute. Is that Christian Bell's What's up, Nick? What are you talking about, Mariano? <laughs> <laughs> what are you hiding out of like that? <laughs> He's coming in out of the... Nowhere! What are you hiding on Fleston's conference call? Just ready to pounce on me? What's with the Chinese food shop, bro? I, you I know he is. I gotta come up with something relatable that the people will understand. Everyone They're... knows I'm Korean, alright? There is one. There is zero Chinese people in the league, but there is definitely a South Korean in the league. We will get to him yeah, later. Yeah, and you guys, idiot, you idiots, let me and Powers pick him up off waivers. Yet uh, this morning, <laughs> Young Ho Koo, my new picker. <laughs> Am I supposed to know who that is? Young, Young Ho, Ho yeah, man, he's picking for the Chargers. Oh my! His name is not Young Ho. That is Young Ho Koo. Young Ho Koo. <laughs> Oh my God! He doesn't even have an ESPN picture. Nope, dude. No look picture. at the YouTube. Look at the YouTube videos. The guy does a backflip and kicks forty-yard field goals like it's his job. Young Hoku is about to light it up. Is your team name yeah, for this year for this Young Hoku? Young Hoku. There's nothing to play off of with Young Hoku. Like you just put that name there and you're good. Speaking of which, Thursday is tomorrow, and there are definitely maybe half the teams in the league that don't have new team names and pictures. I know Dave's been going on overdrive. He's already got us up. He's already done photoshops for a couple other teams. Like, there are fines about to be handed out if people don't get their ass in gear and put photoshops and team names up quickly. Yeah. I usually let people slide until, uh, like, Monday. Like, if, you're, if your logo's not in by the time I do the week review, then it's fine time. Who do you have? Who do you have money on being the last team to update their logo and team name? Hmm, it's a, it's always like one of those middle teams. Somebody quiet that you don't expect, like uh, uh, you know, like you would. Your first inclination would be to pick like Russ and Eric or like Matt and Johnny, and it's never them. It's always like uh, Matt and Brandon. Like for some reason they mm. just like didn't talk to each other on a Thursday, and they they're getting around to it, but they didn't have a good one yet. Yeah, they um, definitely. Go ahead. On Garrett and Juan. Did they already change theirs? I haven't looked at uh, it, but Garrett and Watt is my pick. No, they're still I making America Grok again. And Brandon and Matt still have House of Cards, so both your guys are still in the running. So, I mean, outside of team names, let's just get on to general draft overview. I mean, what were your guys' impressions of the draft? How'd it go? How was the speed? Any quick highlights? I, I, I yeah, the highlight was Mariano. Go ahead. Drunk by Mariano being drunk by like eleven thirty. <laughs> Dude, props props to Brees. I like props to Brees. I don't know what that concoction was that he made with like forty seven different bourbons in one bottle, but that was delicious. Oh, I mean look at this. I mean this guy is a roller coaster. He's the highs of the most delicious drink there. 
the lows of a dirt nap. I mean, I'm sure we'll get more into that performance <laughs> later, but just I got to give them credit where credit is due. Yeah, I, I don't really know what happened to me uh, that morning. I was drunk by, like, the second drink. I think I was on, like, an adrenaline high, and maybe uh, maybe the poppy seed bagel I had for breakfast did a little something to me, got me tingling, but I was rolling by the time the draft got started. Mike, at one point, you were, like, leaning back on the bench of the table. Would say a name that someone called out, wait exactly, like, two seconds, and just scream, gold. What is it to anybody else a chance to like bid on the player at all? Yeah, well, by that time my patience is so thin, and I'm I'm borderline hungover at that point because we're like six hours in. I mean, I felt like that was a pretty brisk draft, though. I thought we were moving at a good pace. Like any time a nice player was uh, coming around, I was just bidding people up to like fifteen, twenty, thirty immediately, so we didn't have that incremental bullshit where people think they're gonna steal Mike Evans or someone. Like, no. Put him up to 25-30. Get it going quick. Yeah, you guys are always a big help to that. Seven and a half. I'm just saying. I mean, look at the prices and names, and that team, especially since that's their only receiver, is pretty fucking rough. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah they're trying to bump it up season. to where they believe. No, that's a huge help, because there's a few things that happen every draft, uh, like clockwork, and I always forget about them until about halfway through the draft. And the first one is is I forget how much standing and walking I'm going to do because I can't sit anywhere in a circle of that size. Cause otherwise, I get, like, legit – I get, like, vertigo from snapping my head around. But from that – hold up, before you continue, from that, you really need the the uh, Ron Swanson where he was sitting at the front desk and he just had that swirly chair. Uh, like, you just need, like, a computer chair where you're just doing spins the whole time <laughs> and then you're ready to go. Yeah, I need Just that. Give me I need that big time. Or we could do it like uh, I'll stay on the Parks and Rec tip, like uh, town hall meeting style, where we just get like yeah. a, a big front center uh, podium and then have everybody mm-hmm. else just sit in the audience and we just have random bidding. Everyone just holds up a card or like on a stick and just like, yes, I will bid on this man. Oh, that'd be awesome. That's the worst idea. I'd buy it. Someone actually mentioned during the draft that they wanted to do a silent auction. So everyone for each of like the... <laughs> The top players, you just bid like, oh, I'm willing to go 32 for this this player, and it's just all silent auction. <laughs> that that might be genius. I, wait, 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 wait. What kind of silent auction? Like the one with the papers where you just go up and write your bids in? Exactly. So everyone walks up, writes their bid, hands it to you, and then you announce who had the highest bid for that player for each each round, oh. for each person that's called. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. But you still you still enforce the ten dollars in real money for one dollar fake money, and see how of course. how people like navigate that. <laughs> uh, so you're saying not just a silent auction, but a blind silent auction. So that's that's crazy. <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> after each player, you announce who had the highest bid, and they get that player. So you can you budget. Still don't still. know. Like in a silent auction, you go up and it says on the paper what the highest bid is, and you can kind of like write the next bid. What you're talking about is a blind auction. Like, you don't know what anyone else is bidding. You just put your number in, and winner to the winner goes the spoil. Yeah. Yes, but what I'm saying, saying, like, after every, after every player, you announce you got the player, so everyone knows, like, how much they have. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that part's fine. We can't, we can't do a blind auction otherwise. People <laughs> <laughs> $500. Real aggressive. I mean, I think only one team went over it this year, and we'll get into that later, but everyone was budgetarily wise was pretty good. 
Um, speaking of like crazy budgets that we had to work with, so we had $500 in Pizza Hut. Mike, I need to thank you for getting me boneless buffalo wings. That's really all I wanted. You came through in the clutch. But if you could just go through the whole process of getting $500 worth of Pizza Hut, that would be great. That's a, you know what, that's an underrated part of this draft. So um, I had specifically $550. I had a $150 gift card, and then I had 16 $25 gift cards. So the goal <laughs> in all was to be able to put the tip on the cards, and I ordered so much pizza that I ordered $553 worth of food. So I had to tip You went out over? Pocket. I had to tip that You went pocket. over? <laughs> So there were pizzas. There were like multiple Hawaiian pizzas. There were pizzas with three different kinds of peppers on it. <laughs> that was amazing. Amazing. All right, go ahead. Okay, so uh, for I, I after we decided to Eric's, I call the one ten minutes from his house. Right off the bat, the guy says we don't deliver to that house, and I'm like, listen, buddy, I'm going to order five hundred dollars worth of pizza. You deliver, and he goes, yes, sir, yes, sir, we deliver. <laughs> <laughs> so. So then I'm like, all right, look, this is what I want. And he's like, oh, you must order online because online you get seven ninety nine dollars uh, large two-topping pizza, but over the phone I can only give you eleven ninety nine. And I'm like, are you – okay. You think we're price sensitive right now? Yeah, it's seriously. So I'm like, fine, I'll go online. So I go online, I get the deal, I put the whole thing in. It literally takes 45 minutes because I have to personally dress every single pizza – on the website with their like automated tool. Wait, they're 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 like make your own pizzas amazing, and I didn't see a single pizza with a balsamic drizzle. Yeah, well, it's not amazing when you have to do every single topping times twenty times fucking four. So uh, wait, so you're the was, one that decided to actually like physically put in Hawaiian pizza like individually yes, on your own? There are people who eat Hawaiian pizza. I like a Hawaiian pizza. Oh. But there were so many pizzas. There were so many pizzas. There was that that I couldn't find it. It was drowning in a sea of pizzas, and I couldn't find it. Non mi importa un cazzo. Pretty funny. So, so long story short, I put in, and I mean long story of the ordering short, because this is not a short story. I put in the order online. I get to the end. I hit OK, send, and uh, all of a sudden it says, "Sorry, this order is too large. You cannot put it in online. Call your local store." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and at, at this point, my blood is boiling. So I call the store, and I'm like, buddy, I need the pizzas. Here's the order, and I want the seven ninety nine deal. Fuck the online system. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, sir, I cannot. I'm like, call the owner, tell him what I'm ordering, and tell him what I need. And so basically we compromise that. He gives me the seven ninety nine pizza deal, but he refuses to give me half off wings, even though it's Wednesday and it's half off wing Wednesday. Wow! So there was almost twice as many wings as there were at the day than there should have been. Oh! So and not only that, he makes me give him two toppings for every pizza. I'm like, dude, just fucking randomly do it, like blindly pick. I don't care. Just just dress them. <laughs> And he refuses. And so I had to pick them all. And I'm just sitting there. And by the end of it, I'm like, and uh, three fries and uh, four pizza rolls, two cookies, a brownie. You know, and, uh, and then at the end, he's like, how much is I'm like, how much is that? He's like, five, uh, 74. I'm like, okay, take off two pizzas and we're good. 
<laughs> so you thought two pizzas at pizza cost $74. Yeah. So then not only that, I show up the night before because we went to Venetia's house and, like, had some drinks and some dinner. We and, were there. Uh, oh, you guys were there. I'm sorry. I'm announcing it for the uh, for the group. For the, so, for the, the loyalists. Yeah. Yeah. For the commissioner's millions of fans nationwide. And, uh, watch it, bro. You gotta watch that. <laughs> so, uh, I go into the store and I walk in, and the girl in the front is like, you know, can I help you, sir? And I'm like, yeah, I'm the guy who called in a $500 order. And she's like, what? And then some Indian guy in the back turns his head, like, oh, Mike, come here. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I literally am backstage at a Pizza Hut and, like, you know, I could have worked a fry cook myself. And uh, then he comes to find out that he can't process payment a day early because it's too many gift cards. So I basically have to give him all the gift cards and just hope that he gets it right the next day. <laughs> so you just handed him $500 in gift cards with yes, nothing I, in return. No, and I, got just were hoping. I got a post-it note. I got a post-it note that said, Mike gave me $550 worth of gift cards and he signed his name. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing. It, yeah. it really worked out though. I mean, everyone was fed. We had more food than anyone can imagine. Eric and Nicole were planning on going on a diet. They're gonna be eating two slices of pizza for the next for a day until Christmas. I mean, oh, it no. really just worked out well. I mean Fox would be having no, Go ahead. Loki, after the draft, real quick, and everyone left, like a bunch of us stayed to drink and eat. I had way more pizza and way more wings after the draft, also. <laughs> well, I, of course. It was like Pizza Hut for a day and a half. You had enough. My, my body hasn't been the same until probably yesterday from the draft. And then in the, what, what carried it over from that was we had all the empty boxes and everything going into the garage. And it honestly turned into, like, we needed bug nets. It turned into the fucking jungle. The amount of bugs in the garage, thanks to all the all the pizza, was insane. Mike Powers took the electric uh, tennis racket, electrocute bug thing, and was straight up anti erotic. Your brother, Mike, your brother was supposed to leave, and it, we were standing there for like twenty minutes watching Powers electrocute flies. It was amazing. It was his form <laughs> flawless. <laughs> I'm not surprised by this at all. When, and, and it was great so because bad. they were it was so great bad. Because, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, because when he hits, when he hit them, there would be you can see like an electric shock and it, a spark. So you can so you can see him making contact every time, and it was the most entertaining 20 minutes. Oh my god, it's incredible. <laughs> Oh, I, I know how bad the fly program, how, how bad the fly problem was because I guess me and Ryman left the, he like opened his trunk and then we went to go get the chairs and then we came back. There were 18 flies in the car on the way home and I was just swinging trying to fucking knock them out the windows <laughs> on the hour ride home. And I got almost all of them except two of them made it home and then he drove all the way back to his house with them still in the car. So Fair uh, enough. I, I mean, totally, totally relate. Punishment for dropping Brock Osweiler. Oh, but you know we'll, what? We'll get to that. We're still going draft draft uh, changes, like league changes, and we have two of the most prominent members of the league changes right here. And I'm going to start with Dello. Dello, 
What are your feelings on not being with commission anymore, switching over to powers, and how do you think it played out? What are your thoughts on how everything went down? Well, I, I get it. Brother-in-law, you know, they're going to make the switches around. You know, makes the most sense. Um, I think we probably could have timed it better, just throwing it out there. Got a call the Saturday before I flew in saying, hey, here's what's going down. And uh, I was cool with it, though. I think it worked out well. Uh, hey. I don't like the C-minus grade that I got on the draft review, but we'll talk about that later. You know what? I'll say this. The the deputy, the former deputy commissioner, i got to decide if he's – well, he's got to formally accept it if he'd still like to keep the position. But uh, the, the artist formally known as the deputy commissioner handled this whole process with grace because everybody knows that the commissioner's job is to just placate the owners and to do whatever needs doing to keep the boat – just flowing down the stream. And in this case, um, we, we identified a situation where we needed to make a switch. Ryman and Mr. Haas, they, uh, there was no ill will, there was no bad blood, there was no problems, but they basically just never gelled. And it was just kind of an awkward team. And uh, there was uh, neither side asked, requested a change formally or anything like that, but both just kind of said like, yeah, you know, we're having fun, it's fine. We'll make it work, and I could tell that you know both of them would benefit from a little switch, and I felt like we had some alternatives um, with Dennis, you know, and it was like, okay, well, that's really the only main option for Mister Hosman to accommodate that. How many other teams do we have to break up? And and Della was like, yeah, this, you know, fuck this, but you know what, I'll make it happen, and and that's what a good commissioner is supposed to do. So wouldn't surprise me to see this young deputy get hired away, you know, maybe run his own league someday. The guy's got the goods. Call me Russ Serenic. Coming in the second round of the NBA draft, fucking coming out guns blazing. Yeah. So the only thing I want to say uh, in regards to that is, do you guys have any interest in a side bet on which one of your teams is going to do better? Now that you guys are separated, do you guys think that your team, either of your team is, obviously you both think that you're going to do better than the other, but are you willing to put a side bet down on it and what would the stakes be? No question. I, I there's there's one thing the commission's not, and it's shook. And and I am more than happy to make a wager. I don't care. I I don't care if we don't have a starting quarterback. Look, uh, I am more than happy to make a wager, considering you don't have a starting quarterback. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start. By the time we get to my roster, let's try to come up with some terms, and then uh, All right. we'll have something to put on the line. All right, well, speaking of starting quarterbacks, let's just go, before we get into the draft review, there's already been movement on the waiver wire, not too surprising given some of the drafts that had taken place, but we'll start right with you, Mike. I mean, you've already picked up, you went from Brock, shit for brains, Osweiler, to Mike the Draft Glennon, and he has to start for you week one, like, Care to discuss that decision? I mean, me. Uh, well, I'll, I, I'll tell you this: if uh, if you have a backup quarterback who's who's not a rookie and he's mildly, even mildly attractive, uh, you probably got text messages from me last night trying to make a trade. Uh, unless your guy is really like exceptional, then I didn't even bother. I was in trade conversations with about eight teams last night. Uh, me and Ryman were. Trading text messages until probably midnight, 
um, trying to come up with the right deal. We had a deal in principle, actually. And I was ready to announce the trade last night until we realized that it was completely nuked by fucking Hurricane Irma in the postponed game. <laughs> so you were trying oh, to trade for Winston or Cutler? No, 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 no. The, I was trading for some for uh, a team who would have who has them and would have been forced to start Winston or Cutler. And the and they at the very last moment they realized I had no idea the ramifications Ooh. and they thought I was trying to goose them. <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! If this was my team's own color, me and Power's got some problems. No, no, no! It wasn't your team. Um, it was Winston. Right. Yeah, it was Winston. It was Connor, and uh, and Jake actually discovered it at the last second. And I had no idea. And then I actually went to go look and see if I was playing them this week. And that would have just been one of the greatest cuckoldings in league history. But uh, <laughs> That would have been we, amazing. We had to call that it would have been awesome. Yeah, we had to call it off. And I was devastated because we had a nice equitable deal. I think both sides were happy. And then at the last second, we realized that this fucking climate change, an unbelievable storm, maybe the biggest storm of all time, came through <laughs> and just nuked my trade. People are saying it might be a bad storm. <laughs> not good. Let me tell you, not good at all. So, uh, all right. yeah. So that's well, Your impression of Wamper Dome was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, we, we couldn't make a deal. Everybody else wanted a little too much, you know, because everybody loves their roster right now. And so we decided we were going to hunt the waivers and that Mike Glennon was the best guy out there. He's facing uh, the Atlanta Falcons, who last year were a bottom five pass defense, and we like our chances. There may have been some better options, but I can't I can't hate on the on the theory there. The Falcons will let up big uh, big points. And I mean, you've got – oh, wait, Alshon Jeffrey's not there anymore. Cameron Meredith blew his knee out. Um, I don't know if you have any receivers for Glennon to throw to, but you guys will figure it out. So to move on from continue with the waiver wire to keep it going, well, we already mentioned Dello. He rightly has Young Hoku. I have him in my other leagues. Chargers put up points. Young Hoku is from Korea. Dello, congratulations. Anything else you want to say on that front? Uh, only that he was in the nominations for best kicker in college last year and hit, like, 90-some percent of all of his kicks. Fair enough. I, I can't <laughs> get over his name. I'm sorry. I, I just his, – his name is Young Ho. Like, literally, <laughs> one word, Young Ho. It's amazing. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I'm glad uh, you guys didn't draft him. Oh, my God. Continue. He That's was, fine. He was, in a, he was in a kicker battle. He was in a kicker battle, so he didn't know if he was going to get the job or get cut. So, you know, I had to wait it out a little bit. All right, the rest of the, let's run through the rest rest of the uh, waiver wire here. Tyler and Kyle went from the Ravens to the Steelers. Rivals, but it makes sense. The Steelers play the Browns week one, and anytime you put your defense going against the Browns, it's a good start. I can't hate on that move. Then we go to Matt and Brandon. So they made two pickups. They went for Kendall Wright, who, thanks to Cameron Meredith going down, is going to be the one or two receiver in Chicago and Kenny Galladay in Detroit, who they are saying is going to be Babytron. They love him there as a rookie. Then again, they've already spent $9 of their free agency budget before the season's even started. I mean, that's almost 10% of your budget gone already. So that 
gives itself to Brandon's drafting acumen. We'll get to their team later. Lastly, well, I, Mario, have, I have it on good information that Kendall Wright's going to catch two touchdowns from Mike Lennon this week, so that might be a good pick. <laughs> oh, you, you have it on good authority. Yeah, he texted me about it. He was like, yo, Kamish, thanks for the pickup. Don't worry, I got you. Kendall Wright, two TDs, no question. Fair enough. That leads us into the last uh, roster movement beforehand and also leads us into our Mount Rushmore of terrible picks. So, Mario and Jimmy, I don't think this was a waiver wire ad, but they went from Dwayne to DeAndre Washington. Can you just shed a little bit of light on that? Because they draft, as far as I'm concerned, they drafted Dwayne Washington, which is our first slot on the Mount Rushmore of bad picks. Bad picks. But if you can just kind of iron out what happened there, that'd be great. Yeah, so I get the text message from Jimmy. Uh, I think like maybe an hour, maybe maybe two minutes after I put the rosters in. Like, hey, uh, Mario told me that we have DeAndre Washington and you gave us Dwayne Washington, so just go ahead and make that switch. And I'm like, nah. I don't know, buddy. You know, like the, the the league accountant says, you had Dwayne, and I don't remember. I was maybe I was intoxicated, but I don't remember ever saying DeAndre Washington, and I kind of remember saying Dwayne Washington. So, you know, you just trying to fucking pull one, pull a fast one on the commission in an off year. I, I don't, I can't really abide that. And so I, uh, I kind of stiff armed him, and he just wouldn't let up. Just firing text messages at me every few hours, sending me gifts, all kinds of stuff. And so then I posted on the league message board of like, hey, can anybody verify this? And when nobody like immediately went up in arms like fighting against it, I thought, all right, well, either nobody cares or nobody knows, so fuck it, I'll just make the switch. I mean, that's fair. So you're saying DeAndre Washington, granted there's no chance either of these scrubs are going to be keepers, is would count as their keeper. That is correct. I, I'm inclined to say that it was a Freudian slip for the league accountant and Powers accidentally put Dwayne Washington. Uh, I, I could, I guess, I could check uh, the hand-filled-out sheets, and I meant to do that, but I made the switch at work. So, you know what? Let me go look at that now. I'm going to pull it out this minute live on air, and if it says Dwayne... I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. I'm thinking maybe I'll let them keep the player, but not a keeper. Maybe I'll just hand out a ridiculous fine. I'm not really sure, so, but I, I do have it here in front of me, hopefully. So I just want to – you tried to slide that in. You tried to slide that in there, but you are besmirching Dello's partner. You're saying you don't th- – you think he might have mistyped it. I mean, Dello, you were sitting next to Mike the whole time to- – Powers the whole time, like – do you think he messed up? Um, if anyone was paying attention, I love my partner. He was kind of not paying attention at certain parts of the draft and had to catch up for like the last three, four picks to catch up. And to be completely honest, I have no idea who Dwayne or DeAndre Washington are or what position or team they play for. So like, I had, don't even give a shit. All right, well, see, now, right. We got another, now we have another problem uh, because I found the sheet. And it says Dwayne Washington. But, now, I can't put a bigger asterisk on this. (laughs) First of all, I'm going to tell you how the name was spelt, and then you tell me who filled out the sheet. (laughs) (laughs) They they spelled the name. No, 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 wait, no. 
Because who the person that was taking? I know the team that was filling out their okay. stuff too. Della, the name was spelled. Uh, honestly, I I might just have to post a picture of this on the league board because it looks to me like D U O X W. And but but like at first glance, it looks like Dwayne, and then when you look closer, it kind of looks like Duant. Uh, like Duarte, Duoxy, and then I'm not even gonna get started on Washington. At least I'm pretty sure I like. And so this was filled out by Haas and Fortune, and there's a 99% chance yeah. they weren't paying attention. So I'm assuming they just said to Powers, "Who do they have?" And then they got it back there. So I don't think this is a reputable source. So I can't make a ruling off of this. I mean, Duarte sounds a lot more like Dwayne than it does to. To DeAndre to me, but understandable. It really is. You know what? I may have to do a uh, a league spelling fines and just go through and just, <laughs> and just start handing out dollar fines for some of the worst spellings that the universe has ever seen. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. So you questioned Power's recording skills. Let's get started with the draft review itself, only because Powers and Dello are up first. We're going to go based off of Powers' spreadsheet that he sent to everyone in order, and Powers and Dello are first. Dello, I'll let you defend your team before we go in on it. Uh, everyone zigged for wide receivers. We zagged for running back. That's it. Carson Wentz is going to be a stud this year. And uh, Golden Tate's gonna light it up. That's it. That's all I got. So right, well, I talked hold a on. lot before. Before we get too far into this, I want to address the Powers uh, "Sleep at the Wheel" comments that Dello made because I do think they are uh, fairly accurate. I think more so this year than ever. I got the screaming from the background of "Stop it! Who was that? What did it cost? And who bought them?" Out of Powers. And I don't know if that was because him and Della were trying to talk strategy live, or maybe he wasn't used to controlling his own bid cards. I don't know. But he did seem a little flustered. So low-key, there's two reasons for this. Yes, me and him argued over which mid-tier, like, two to, like, $10 players to go after multiple times. Okay. And secondly, he also had some of Kyle's whiskey, which also fucked him up a little bit, I think. <laughs> And I think Brees was just drugging everybody at the draft with this fucking two-ounce, 20-bottle whiskey collection uh, mix-up that he had. Yeah, I mean, that definitely hit me. All I'll say about this draft is the Wentz-Cutler streaming combo, I like it. I mean, $3, and you have a quarterback situation, that'll be fine throughout the year. Also, Cutler won me and Mariano a league championship about seven years ago. And once you win one, like, you always get for another. You always a threat. Right, you're yeah, I mean, it's a Joe Flacco court. Me, me and Dave won with Mark Sanchez. I mean, that's not too much to sniff about. I mean, once you get to the end of the year, anything goes. So you guys also took Jordan Howard for thirty fifty with DeMarco Murray for thirty fifty. I mean, Jordan Howard's offense is straight poop, but he's going to be a workhorse. Golden Tate, you got a great deal on him at seven fifty. Carlos Hyde, for some reason, someone else has H Y D E as their uh, their team like. Acronym, I guess everyone gets to pick one, so it's, that makes it a little confusing. Other than that, Wendell Smallhood, I'm, Smallwood, I'm sure Mike is a fan of him. 
<laughs> on the Eagles. Mike, do you have a big scouting report on Wendell Smallwood? Yeah, I'm not a huge Wendell guy in the short term. Um, we got too many vets who do very consistent things. I mean, everybody knows who LeGarrette Blount is, and everybody knows who Darren Sproles are, and they're completely complementary pieces. At what point do we need to bring in a scat back? Like, when do we need to change the pace? Wait, wait, you know, didn't Sproles get released? No, Sproles is there. I don't think so. All right, my bad. Somebody picked him. He's off. definitely there. Somebody picked him yeah. and LeGarrette Yeah, they're both there. I mean, Smallwood is supposed to be the younger, explosive guy to go after it. I mean, I understand what you guys are going for. You're trying to just go RB heavy because they get the workload, and we're only dealing with a situation where you only need to start one wide receiver. One wide receiver. I get it. I mean, Ted Ginn will be the number two guy that just runs in straight lines for the Saints and might catch a couple long touchdowns for everyone that bounces off his hands. I understand where that's you're going. The classic, uh, that's the classic Mariano Dello pick. If you pick up one Saints receiver, start him once every couple weeks, hoping he gets like a 90-yard bomb for a touchdown. That's, that's exactly. the classic I mean, Mariano Dello move. That's true. Yeah, and I mean, the, the Rams play fucking Scott Tolzine week one for the Colts, so that's a nice start if you're plan on streaming. Any other thoughts on the uh, Powers-Dello first-round combo? Um, I do appreciate that Janikowski basically got tossed for being a drunk like two hours after the draft was over. Oh, I mean, once they no, 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 knew, no. That, you didn't get tossed once they knew young Hoku was available, I mean, it's game <laughs> over. I drafted the bass on purpose because I wanted bass. but once the Korean guy won the job, I can't not have the Korean guy as the only Asian in the league. No, but there was also some news about Janikowski, like right after the draft, that he was like they were gonna, they were talking about cutting him because he didn't show up to camp or something, or like uh, he he was oh, like he does that once every year. You kidding me? He's no. If they don't realize that by now, the Raiders are idiots. He did something. I don't know what it was, but he basically almost got tossed like literally an hour after the draft. All I know is Young Hoku is also from Korea, but moved to Jersey when he was 12. So he's from, like, North Jersey also. He's repping two parts of me, Korea I mean, and New Jersey. Oh, oh, Young Ho. Whew. Young Ho. Young I Ho, mean, too, man. He went to, like, Ridgefield Park or something like that. You, would the I NFL shop even allow you to put Young Ho on the back of a jersey? I don't know, but usually, like, actual Korean people use, like, the first names on the back. Like Japanese oh, I know people that. Do, yeah, right? like that. Yeah. yeah. Young Hope? I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's because their first names are their surnames, right? I'm not really sure. Let me get back like, to isn't, isn't Ichiro's, like, isn't Ichiro on the back of his jersey because it's actually his surname? It's another Japanese guy, but continue. I, I just, what asked one who like, knows more about Ichiro. <laughs> Japanese, that's Don't look here. All right, before All right. this veers off into way two of a two of a Asian centric situations, since he's the only one in the league, let's move on to one of one of my favorite not favorite in I like their team, but favorite in I like the team dynamic drafts of Grimes and Bedsky. Do you guys have any? Any comments on their draft overall? Because I've got a couple. Uh, they seem to fly by the seat of their pants more so than any other crew. Yep. Like, <laughs> it was very rare that they were both in the room at the same time. Yep. 
<laughs> I don't. I don't know why also, that was. Also, it's the typical like Russ draft like a bids on like ten Giants and mm-hmm. gets at least three of them all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Every, they have three Giants on the team. My favorite. And they also have a Jaguar in uh, Leonard Fournette. I do think Tom Brady at 1750 as the the consensus number two quarterback is actually a decent deal. But other than that, my favorite thing was Eric yelling from random rooms of his house, whether it's upstairs, the basement, the backyard. Oh, Jay Howard? What? <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky? What? <laughs> Every time he walked away, Rush just couldn't help himself. He was just throwing money down. <laughs> It was amazing. I also heard rumors that Nicole was coming over like, no, you don't want him. You, you get this guy. Bid eight here. Bid six there. What? And I, I did not I know can't, about that. I can't, I can't verify whether that, that's true. That's what I heard. Oh, amazing. And they, then, then they go and spend $17 on tight ends, and they wind up with Delaney Walker and O.J. Howard. Like, <laughs> at $4, O.J. Howard is not going to be a keeper. They're starting no, two Giants and Brandon Marshall and Paul Perkins, which are just, bleh. I mean, this team, I don't, I mean, granted they took Goskowski from us again, and it, it stings. It really does, because I love that guy, and I thank him for not being as good last year. I think he was like kicker seven through nine or something along that range, because it, it just stings not having him on the squad. Well, I'll tell you this, I... I gave Russ a pretty good draft grade because, I honestly, I don't know if it's the look that he walks around with every day, but the long hair, the bandana, the I, did he have cut-off sleeves? He didn't, but he did tell me that his he might be hunting a bear in the next couple of weeks with a bow. <sighs> Fuck out of here. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, the actual, that's the look for Russ now. Hunting a bear long with hair. a bow. I mean, me and Chromie like during the pizza that. intermission were hanging out, trying to come up with, uh, like, if you didn't know Russ, what job he would do. Like, if you saw him at the mall and you didn't know him and you were trying to figure out what his profession was, we were trying to figure out what you would guess it is. And it was pretty It was pretty. Hysterical. I like it. Um, that's how most of my draft comps for uh, Casey Jones from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, which I think got a tear out of Ryman's eye. When I told Ryman that later, I think he cried. And uh, and Jeff Hardy. But most of our bets were on, like, different extreme sports and outdoor hunting activities. Uh, maybe like a like a field guide at a national park or something like that. But it's a great know, your sons of anarchy, your, your Sons of Anarchy comment was awesome. <laughs> I mean, that I- one was actually an accident. And you know what's really funny about you going the Casey Jones route is this is the first year they can't use Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles as their team name in Photoshop. I can't wait to see what they come up with on that front. Yeah, that'll be interesting, especially since they do their own Photoshops. Well, (laughs) (laughs) one, (laughs) a friend of the fam does. So you talked about Ryman dropping a tear for your uh, line on Grimes. That brings us to the next team, which is you and Ryman, and my God, this was a weird draft. So <laughs> I don't even recognize the team. Whose team is this? Oh my God! Like I'll let I'll let you just give your initial rundown on it. But right. I have thoughts. 
All right. Well, let me let me start from the top. And the top is obviously Des Bryant. And this is a classic issue of the commission did no research this year. So it's true. Uh, so I make my, you know, annual joke about Troy bidding on Des and Matto bidding on Des, right? And so then at the end, I look around and I realize it's only me and him. And so how can I talk all this shit about bidding Troy up on Des and then let him have it at, you know, 26 or 27? So I'm talking to Ryan. I, I lean in and I go, um, are you going to be super mad if I bid this up? And he sticks us with it. And he makes the colossal mistake of not answering me literally. And he just says, <laughs> well, I wouldn't be devastated. And so I take that to mean I have the green light. So, of course, I bid it up five extra dollars, thinking that I'm going to get one more bid out of him, and then it's a wrap. And I can get out. He immediately pulls the bid card, and I'm like, oh, boy. Like, oh, man, I uh, I just took us off the rails here. And Sean is, like, sweating, dripping from the forehead. And so he, I'm looking at the sheet with him, right, because the draft starts going around. I'm looking at the sheet. And I'm like, all right, well, let's regroup. Let's regroup. Like, all right, like, let's just see who else we can get. This is fine. Like, Des is still a beast. So I'm looking for Des's name on the list of wide receivers, right? And I can't find it because I'm looking at the top and none of the names are crossed out. And I'm like, where the fuck is Des? So I start scrolling and I get to like 11 when I see the scratch out. And I'm like, hold on a second. I just bid $31 on like the 12th best wide receiver this year. <laughs> So, uh, it, was, it was a little bit of a setback when I put that together. Silver lining uh, for you, though. Go on. If this is the year that Troy and Matto don't have Dez, and he goes off for, like, 1,500 yards on, like, 15 touchdowns, you know how much weight you carry over the both of them for not bidding 38? Oh, yeah, yeah, but at, at, the same, at the same time, like, you say he carries that weight over them, but they drafted... They drafted Prescott. We'll get to them, but they drafted Prescott. So they'll still get that production. Yeah. And uh, I've already right. tried to trade them, Des, for Antonio Brown straight up like seven times. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. So, so I after get that, into the... I think we've got to skip ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I assume you want to get into the Brock pick. Oh, I've got the rest of your draft. I know you've already dropped him, but last year... Starting from episode one, this episode last year, so we're just going back a single year, we talked about how the Brockett ship, Brock Osweiler has shit for brains. He's a terrible quarterback. Yes, he's tall. He can throw it 70 yards. But he has nothing going on between the ears. He had Hopkins, two nice rookies in Will Fuller and Braxton Miller to throw to, and he couldn't do shit. All he would do is check it down to the tight end and throw interceptions. And it used to wind up with him, a Brown that was cut. They paid $16 million for a second-round draft pick. Brock Osweiler, gone. Isaiah, Isaiah Crowell, in your starting lineup, also a Brown. Mm -hmm. David Njoku, a tight end rookie. Even Gronkowski didn't finish in the top eight at tight end as a rookie. So you, even with Osweiler cut, you have two Browns in your starting lineup. Please, explain. yeah, that was gonna, that was gonna be that was gonna be my biggest thing. Was like, let's just talk about everything else. But he drafted three Browns on offense. <laughs> okay, For, let's address those things in order. 
Okay, and I'll start with the easiest one. First of all, Isaiah Crowell is a beast. All right, and he's going to have a hell of a year. Defendable. And Duke Johnson is not a number one, and if anybody should know that, it's you, because Duke Johnson was a keeper for us last year, despite never being a keeper, valuable player in his life. Okay? His name is Duke Johnson. You you love calling him the Duke. I love the Duke. I'm very upset that Ryman and I don't have the Duke. Okay? I'm trying to compensate by having Isaiah Crowell. Second, his teammate, David Njoku. All right? I'll be honest, at the end of the draft, when I looked at our team on paper and I saw his name in the tight end slot, I had no recollection of winning him. (laughs) None. I'd never heard his name. I didn't remember calling it out. I didn't remember Ryman bidding on it. I I didn't have any idea who he was. And until Ryman told me he was a first-round pick, I was ready to cut him immediately. <laughs> and if you've seen this guy without a shirt on, he's fucking shredded, and I think he's got potential. I know what he looks like. He's a he's an absolute physical freak. I will give and, you that. Do you know where he's from? He's from the U. And do you know where else he's from? Cedar New Grove, New Jersey. Cedar All Grove, right. New Jersey. All okay, right. and that's Wikipedia Club for you. And then moving on to our third guy, a third and most pressing issue here, because when Ryman called out Brock Osweiler, I almost passed out from a head rush. And that was just, and that was just as the commissioner shouting his name. And so he clearly clears the room. Nobody's bidding on this idiot because he's fucking terrible. And I go over and I say, hey, Sean, we're just paying a buck to throw him back in, right? And he goes, no, no, we're keeping him. And I'm like, at this point, I it's like somebody's hit me with the men in black taser. I am just like slack-jawed, like, what? And I guess what happened was, and I respect this, because insider info is all that matters in life. He got a text message or a, a, a notification saying Brock signed with the Broncos, and instead of assuming that meant that Brock was going to be the third-string quarterback for the Broncos, he just a light-speed spin-zoned it to think that Brock was going to be the starting quarterback for the Broncos again, and we had a sleeper. <laughs> and so I don't hate that. I like that logic. I'm happy. That's a, as You're making mistakes. You know, this is like fucking a football guy move. You make your mistakes at 100 miles an hour. And, you know, that's what happened here. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. Uh, other than that, I mean, you went with the eight, Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton stacked. I mean, Luck might not play for the first eight weeks, so you got Scott Tolzien throwing a T.Y. Hilton. I love Devontae Parker at eight's a little high. And then there was one guy before the draft. You were like, I'm basically Ron Burgundy. Anything you say, anything you put on the card, I'll say. I'm waiting to call out these weird names. And one of the names you mentioned at that point was Samaje Pirine, and you fucking wind up with him for 50 cents. <laughs> Ryan yeah, I don't, I don't know who loves that guy is. Samaj Perine. He fucking loves him. I don't know who he is. I've never seen a picture of him. If he broke into I'm my not, house right now, I'd have no idea who he was. So Samaj Perine was on Oklahoma. I think he set like a single – he broke like Melvin Gordon's record or something for like most rush yards in a game. He has the chance to be the Redskins starting running back next year, so that pick's actually not terrible. I won't hate on you too much for that one. Well, I'm right. By the way, that's what he said. I think you have a thing. 
I think you would think for Washington running backs, because when we were drafting together, we picked up, uh, I think, Alfred Morris one year, at least maybe yep. two years. Yep. We picked up uh, Matt Jones, who started oh, a couple games for us. And we definitely, did we, and we had at least one more, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But you have a thing for Chief running back, or for uh, Redskin running backs. We Throw definitely have had more than a few, and you're absolutely right. And and I think it's just because it's always a clusterfuck over there that no matter who you have, you feel like you're in it. Like, I've never even heard of Samaj Perrine, and people are telling me he's going to be the starter in two weeks, and I believe him because it's Washington. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. It's a possibility. Chris Thompson is going to be catching passes, and then it's between Fat Bob Kelly and Samaj Perrine. So going yeah. back to you. You were talking about the Duke. Well, the Duke is actually on the next team that we're going to go to. It's the old guys. It's Mr. Haas, and on Powers' spreadsheet, he sent out his dad, but that would be Dennis Powers himself. Um, any thoughts on this team? They went 40 bucks on Le'Veon. They went for the, the high bid of the draft with 40 for for Bell. I can't hate it. Go ahead. What are your guys' thoughts? I love this roster. I love it, and I know it's not the perfect team, but I feel like where they made their bets, they bid on young guys with talent and upside, Cam, Le'Veon, Brandon Cooks. Like, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down with those types of players. Like, they're not taking – like, if you have, let's say, Brady and fucking Larry Fitzgerald and, uh, you know, somebody else, you know, at least those guys are old. If they, they, they crumble, that happens. Here, if you're going down with youth, and talent, and you got guys like fucking Jamison Crowder, who's a catching machine. You got the Duke. You got Bilal Powell, who, I mean, I think it's a kind of absurd that he went for uh, 18 times Matt Forte's value, since Matt Forte was a very, very credible running back last year for Dello and I. But at the same time, he's a beast. And I, I just like this roster construction. I think it's good. Well, the thing I, I will say about... Well, I think let me just say this real quick. Let me say this real quick. The thing about Bilal Powell and Duke Johnson, though, you're talking about two of the five worst offenses in the league. I mean, how many points are these teams going to score? Bilal Powell, granted, in the last, like, five weeks of the season, once he was taken over from Matt Forte, was def easily a top-ten running back. But still, I mean, you're relying on the Jets and the Browns offenses. Yes, Cameron Braid is the one that caught a bunch of touchdowns for the Bucks last year. They did draft O.J. Howard in the first round, who went for four bucks to Grimes and Bedsky. Jameson Crowder, good slot receiver, gets a lot of receptions. Then after that, they're just taking lottery tickets with Kerwin Williams, hoping my dude Dave Johnson gets hurt, Terrence Williams on the Cowboys. I'd almost rather Cole Beasley. And then Perriman on the Ravens going behind Jeremy Macklin and uh, Mike Wallace. So, I mean, this team has potential when you have Le'Veon Bell and then Brandon Cooks, who will most likely step into the number one role for the Patriots. But there is a there's big risk on this team outside of those guys. Well, uh, I'm know, a fan it, of it, this play. Go, go big, ahead, go ahead, Bill. Go big on running back. Go big on wide receiver. Cam might have a big year, bounce back year, and then the rest of it kind of fill in. I'm okay with this team. I'm the big fan of this team. Yeah, I think it's all about your your fantasy philosophy. And uh, we all know if you're not first, you're last. And in my opinion, you don't win fantasy leagues without superstars. And this team went out and found some stars that I think are reliable and then took some shots on some guys who could really grow into something. And, and I, that, that's how I think rosters should be constructed. I think it's great. 
I mean, the only other thing I really want to say about this team is how much I respect that they had no electronic devices between them. They legitimately went pen to paper. They had to calculate their budget. They had an abacus. I mean, it was really nice to see someone go throwback and just go scratch paper and only write things down pencil to paper. I really respected that move. I got to agree. Also, low-key... Low-key, low if you go on uh, the ESPN app and look at everyone's team owners, everyone's got their full name written out, but Dennis Powers straight has DP. That's it. <laughs> I mean, he's trying to double penetrate the league. I mean, that's, that makes total sense right there. So moving on, we have the, the team that was, ooh, we had one guy there, one guy on the phone. This caused a lot of delays, I'm not going to lie. But uh, we've got Matt Ryan and Brandon Martin next. They've, they've also made two waiver wire claims already. But what are your guys' thoughts on their squad? You know, I, I kind of did this team unfairly in the draft grades. The, the written ones uh, have been a D minus. But I kind of I I, I I got myself out of it, though, uh, through giving them an extremely harsh penalty for their draft day antics. And Matt basically being on speaker the entire time, which is fine if Brandon's not holding up the draft to get Matt's opinion, which is completely unacceptable. So I think that is warranted, but I think if you just cross, if you just put a hard line after the defense and don't look at the bench, this is one of the best teams in the league. But as soon as you look at the bench, nothing Uh, makes sense. Nothing. Yeah, I mean... Stafford, fine, whatever. Woodhead will catch passes. A.J. Green for 35-50 makes sense. DeAndre Hopkins, you're hoping Tom Savage can just throw his lobs to him or Watson comes in and has a Clemson connection. Exactly. Willie Sneed suspended for three games. Gronkowski is the number one tight end. Harrison Butker is still not considered a starting kicker yet. I mean, that's on the Mount Rushmore of terrible picks. Garoppolo's not going to start. Sammy Coach just got put to the Browns. Spencer Ware is out for the year. I don't even know if Josh Gordon's allowed to play football. The only other pick I like, which is what who would, would it's someone who nobody knows, is Matt Breida, who's going to be the number two on San Francisco and had the number one spark score coming out of college. I mean, it has a really weird bench, and I, I, I don't know how this team's going to fare early on. What is Josh Gordon um, doing right now? Address? Is he playing football? Yeah, I, I, I don't. Say, I don't think he's rein. I don't think he's reinstated. I mean, I'm not sure, but I don't think he is. I don't think they're defense, football. I think he's completely suspended. In their defense, didn't they trade him in exactly this sort of situation a few years ago as a keeper when it looked like he was coming back? I mean, Dave and I are the the Josh Gordon geniuses, where we had him for his blow up years, traded him, and then. Haven't touched them since. So, I mean, everyone's just kind of wishing on a prayer that he comes back and is back to his old self. But I just don't, I don't, given Goodell's actions, like, I just don't know if he's going to let him back in the league anytime soon. Is it possible that Josh Gordon and Martavis Bryant are like the, I don't know, uh, like Jerry Rice and uh, Marvin Harrison of this generation, but they just can't get on the field, so we'll never know? I mean, I'm going to need you to slow your roll on Martavis Bryant since he's on my squad and he's been fully reinstated. 
Only a matter yeah. of time. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Outside of that, the only other thing was, uh, I think you mentioned the recap, but Brandon was very big on the one finger up and I need to consult my partner, so we're going to wait another three minutes before I make any kind of decision. Yeah, I uh, I thought about fighting him. <laughs> as soon as he put that finger up, I was ready to go over the table. <laughs> it's totally fair. It, it makes it makes a lot of sense, and I think we'll leave it there. The next team, this team, <laughs> Garrett and Juan. This is another team that only had one person at the draft. Apparently, Juan showed up at like six a.m. and uh, and my my favorite thing that he did drafted three. Three tight ends. He has three tight ends and only <laughs> one wide receiver on the entire roster. You want to talk about zagging when everybody else zigs. That is textbook. <laughs> <laughs> he might start three tight ends one week. It's amazing. Mike Evans isn't even playing week one. He can't play week one, so he doesn't have a wide receiver to put into the wide receiver slot. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That might be you know tomorrow's, tomorrow's the first game. Does he know that? No way. I mean, it doesn't matter tomorrow, but I mean, for Sunday, he needs to pick up some scrub. I mean, Kendall Wright's gone. Kenny Galladay's gone. There's some other, like, there might be a scrub or two that number two or three wide receiver they can play, but Evans is out, and he doesn't have another wide receiver on the roster. I mean, he one wide receiver. Wow. Are you kidding me? One. That's hard. One. <laughs> All right. Mariano. Mariano, you're getting a lot of flack. You're going under the radar. We need to start going in on Juan and Garrett because but what happens if Mike Evans gets hurt for the season? They're screwed. They have no other no. receiver. Uh, the thing that I love. not a good team. The thing I love about this draft is last year, Mike and I said at the draft review that we thought they had the best tight end draft of all time because they spent like, $37 on, like, Gronk and someone else. But this year, they topped it. They went three tight ends to one wide receiver. It's honestly, they just have such an affection for tight ends that Bill Belichick would be proud. Anytime you get the Pro Bowlers from 2011 and Jamal Charles, Julius Thomas, Sam Bradford, Antonio Gates, you got to do it. I actually I like Bradford... That. I like Bradford for week one, but, I mean, obviously they're going to start Ryan instead. Rick's the pass catching back, McCoy, whatever. I mean, he's on a shit offense, but he's going to get fed like a motherfucker. Alvin Kamara is actually a decent keeper prospect after Peterson breaks down and Ingram's still getting older. Other than that, this team needs to worry about the wallets. <laughs> I love it. I might start trying to make trades with them tomorrow. I might try to convince Juan that the Buccaneers' entire season is canceled and he needs to trade me Mike Evans. I mean, at the same time, they have three tight ends that are all better than your tight ends. You, I mean, uh, so how, it makes how sense dare you? How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> David Njoku is going to fucking ball this year. Actually, I, I, mean, reading, I was reading his ESPN page, and they're talking about how he's going to have a limited role in fucking game one, and they're trying to come up with some packages for him, so I'm not encouraged. <laughs> oh, I love it, and he's in the starting lineup. Amazing. Yep. So next we got Josh and Connor. So Connor was sitting next to me. I feel like 
me and him were on the same page a lot where he kind of stole a couple of my picks that I was going for, but Connor was honestly approached by at least, what were there, like 28 guys at the draft? At least 20 people came up to him and congratulated this guy like he cured cancer. Jesus Christ. Like, granted, congrats on having a daughter. Congrats on the sex. I honestly appreciate it. Connor is a known sex haver at least one time. But people Connor, were really coming up and... Co- exactly. But people were coming up and congratulating this guy like he cured cancer. It was amazing. Yeah, I think it's a little ridiculous. I mean, I think history shows that any man could do it. You know, you, I mean, if, if any man can be a, any man can be a father, but can you be a dad? You know, that's the question. And I don't think the jury's still out on that. Ooh. Ooh. Well, uh, interesting that of the guys in the league that are around our age, he's the only one that had a kid as a daughter. But he then went on and drafted Zeke Elliott, Joe Mixon, and Jameis Winston. <laughs> Oh, that's a great point. Oh, so good. Mike, you had some great slaps during the draft. Really appreciate it. <laughs> and they seem, yeah. this team seems to always draft a beater, someone that beats kids or women. <laughs> yeah, they, this is, they have a history of this. They have a history of this. And the best part is that the, the, by the end of it, the room was calling it out. Like, uh, as soon as the name would get called, somebody in the back would be like, Domestic Violence! <laughs> I mean, outside of that, I, I actually do like the team. Elliot was a risk, but you get him at a depressed price because of the suspension possibility. We just found out that they're going to be able to play. He's going to be able to play week one, but the suspension did hold. So if if he, Mixon can hold it down because they went with Mixon and Cook, if they can hold it down until Elliot gets back, they can have a juggernaut going into the playoffs. I also like Procise. I mean, Decker catches touchdowns. If they can stay above water until Elliott gets back, this team does have potential. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And and there's a lot of popular names on here. Like, if you're a risk taker, I mean, and the Zeke, Zeke suspension actually being upheld was a, a huge blow to this roster because if he got bumped down to Big. even three games, this is a That's very That's what I was going to say. If they... If, if they cut it in half to three games, then he's golden. I mean, just throw in, just throw in Mixon. I granted he'll probably be a little frustrating early with Jeremy Hill named the starter. CJ Prosite's going to get catch passes. The Jets suck, but Robbie Anderson's their number one receiver. Decker's there too. I mean, they could have floated above water for a few games until Elliott got back, but the six games being held up is a tough blow. I will say, yeah, they have, have, uh, today, the go ahead, Bill. I heard today though that the. Uh, the suspension, like his um, his case to get like the restraining order, like might not be settled until like after the season. So he might actually play hypothetically all year, and it might be dealt with until next year. Well, they, if that was the case, they'd they'd be coming in about ten bucks cheap on the price. So that would be uh, that'd be a hell of a move. Yeah, I mean, I I really I thought it was decided that he's going to play the first game, but then the suspension is going to hold throughout. But We'll see. We'll see if that's uh, that's not the case there. The rest of their team is is fine. I mean, they had the Bucks offense last year, and they went back to double dip on Jameis again. I don't mind it with the weapons he has, adding Deshaun Jackson and another tight end to that two tight end set. So we'll go on to uh, who you hold on. One last, thing, here. one last thing. Go ahead. Marlon Mick Marlon Mack was uh, one of the five or six names 
on draft day that the person asked me to call out and I said, show me the paper because I didn't think it was a real <laughs> name and I thought they were trying to get me to shout it out into the, into the crowd. He's not that's Colts that's guy, that's right? The name, that's the name that you would go after too without even knowing who it is. Oh, it's a good name. I can always, I've told you this, I can tell a guy's entire career just off the strength of his name. I mean, they picked, I think the Colts picked up Fat Bob Kelly as well, so Marlon Mack's not as interesting at what, as he was a couple of days ago. So going on to Vinchap, who throughout the whole draft, I liked that you were calling them Mampirio. Um, yeah. What do you what do you think about what they put together? I mean, they had – so this – actually, before we get started, this was the story of the draft. Prices were inflated because so many good keepers were kept. Granted, they got Odell, who was thrown finally thrown back into the ring, but they kept a Jaye for six, and there were so many good keepers left. Like on the last team, Baldwin for two – and they, Johnson, they, I think yeah. they built Dave Johnson for eight. We had, um, after Ajaye, I think they built their starting lineup pretty well outside of Jason Witten's dad running lawnmower ass at this, their starting tight end. I think they have a pretty good team besides them. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm a little worried about this team. Um, I think, uh, I think everybody is still assuming Russell Wilson is a little bit of a he's got growth in him, despite the fact that I think he's about the player he's going to be forever, um, which isn't a bad player. But I think uh, the, the hype is is outgrowing the production. I think Odell I, is. Doing wait, 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 hold, 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 hold. Go ahead. Hold, hold up on Russell Wilson. I would gladly. This is a sixteen team league. I say Russell Wilson finishes in the top eight of quarterbacks. But continue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think Odell is due for a suspension or a celebration-related injury at some point this season. He's going to miss six games. Oh, how dare I think, you? I think Adrian Peterson is maybe one of the sexiest picks in the world. I mean, it's fucking Adrian Peterson for 850, but there's an overwhelming probability that this guy just runs back up all year and you're just really bummed because everyone else in that backfield is catching passes except for him. And then I mean, from- you say... Go ahead. You say sexy, but like sexy in like a gilf kind of way. Yeah, like you're you're like drawn gr- to grandma it. Grandma, like to. You should know that you're not supposed to do it. But at the same time, the Saints backup running back, whether it's Tim Hightower or Pierre Thomas, has always vultured touchdowns and had production. That team scores points. I think this name yeah. is. I, I think I this team that, is heavy on names. But, heavy on names, light on actual. Fantasy value. Fair. Uh, two thoughts, real quick. Pretty sure Vinish drafts Adrian Peterson every year or tries to, and he bids the most. And then, secondly, I think the team is not that good. I'm not trying to throw shade here at Vinish or Shapiro, but Sammy Watkins plays for the Rams with Jared Goff throwing in the ball. And then, I'm not big on Minnesota's offense again because Sammy Sleeves is throwing a sip on Diggs. So, please. <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to throw shade. Best pick of the draft is uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, and they didn't even include him in the team name, which I'm very surprised about with Venetia's mantra, Juju. Um, I thought that was the only reason they drafted him. Nothing I thought the only reason they drafted Juju Smith-Schuster was for the name value. Yeah, yeah honestly, I thought he was a defensive back. I didn't even know he played offense. <laughs> Venetia <laughs> loves saying Juju, and so does Shapiro. I'm surprised they didn't go anything Juju related on the team name. Yeah, unless there was like a, unless there was someone named Bougie Smith Schuster, I'm I'm honestly oh shocked God. that it didn't. 
<laughs> by the way, by the way, when um when everyone hears this podcast, Vinish, I'm gonna bet money that Vinish came up with the team name Odell Dix Peterson. It's got Vinish's name written all over it. Oh, shot fired! I like it. <laughs> Lesta, I want to side bet with you that before the SBFFL uh, collapses, basically that from now until the end of this draft's time there will be a player whose first name is Bougie drafted in this league. It may not happen for five years. It may not happen for 15. But I, I, we will both know when it happens that there was, a, there was a wager made on this, and I am betting there will be a Bougie. So does it have to be a real person, or does it just have to be someone that we trick into you calling out? Mm, okay, okay, how about this? How about this? I win the bet if there is a bougie. You win the bet if there's never a bougie, or if you convince me to call out a bougie who doesn't exist. <laughs> Deal. Deal. <laughs> yeah, by the way, so you guys pretty. realize, like, you guys realize there's going to be a guy named Bougie in, like, 21 years. Right? I know. Like, I just have to keep the league the together last, long like, enough. Years. Goddamn like, life oh, expectancy. Bougie, oh, oh yeah. modern medicine's going to screw me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got the people who are still living off of their championships of a decade ago, Jamario. What do you guys got? I hate it. I hate the team. I think it stinks. I agree. They... I I like the I like some of the players, but they overpaid. Mike Michael Thomas was my guy. We drafted him last year in his rookie year. He killed it, but thirty five fifty. He went for more than AJ Green. I mean, I think he's going to be a top ten receiver, but it's insane. Kareem Hunt is going to be the Chiefs or an Andy Reid starting running back. He's going to get a ton of work. But again, twenty three fifty. I mean, they overspent for these guys that shot up draft boards this year. Yeah, I agree. I think they're I think living they're, off. They're, they're very big time. They're very big time on like the popular sleepers. That that's always like, their everyone big thought. Thing. It's funny how like everyone thought like they were so good at fantasy because the one championship because of CJ two K, but like they haven't they haven't really done much since. I don't think so. Well, right? That's a good point. Not only um, did they have Chris Johnson as a keeper for two years, they had Demarco Murray for nothing for two years. And they basically rode like a six or six to seven year heater just off the strength of absurd keepers. Yeah, I mean, looking at their flex positions, they're rolling with Jeremy Hill, who's going to lose his job in a week. Dante Moncrief, who, I mean, you're going to have to deal with Scott Tolzien throwing a T.Y. Hilton. And then after that, it's Fat Bob Kelly. And then what? Nothing. So they are in dire straits as far as depth is concerned. Yeah, I'm not a huge. I'm I'm not I'm not thinking I'm gonna have to pay them money at the end of the year. <laughs> you don't gotta connect on their Venmo stream. No, no, I'm not worried about finding them on Venmo. Fair enough. I mean, Paul Richardson has a chance to solidify himself as the number two in Seattle if Tyler Lockett, who's more talented, doesn't take his job. John Ross has the fastest forty at the combine this year, but he's banged up and has. AJ Green, Tyler Eifert, and your guys' boy from last year, Tyler Bad Boyds for Life. 
in front of them. So, I mean, I just don't like their uh, their depth here. Yeah, no lie. I've been sitting here for like a minute and a half trying to figure out who P. Richardson is. Didn't think of his first name. <laughs> Didn't know who it was. I kept, thinking, I kept thinking his first name would be Phil for some reason. Phil Richardson. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a Rodney. <laughs> All right. I have no idea who All right, so what do you got on Bob and Jimmy? What do you got on the champs? So, Bob and Jimmy. So, I, I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't pull this move. But um, midway through the draft, I walked into the garage to, uh, to, get, a, to get a beer um, with the quarter keg that was in there. So, I went to go fill the beer. I looked up. And I saw the perfect prop for Bob and Jimmy, but I don't know. I just didn't have the hand space to go bring it to them. But Eric has, like, a, about a dozen tiki torches in his garage. Oh, my God. And <laughs> based off the Charlottesville march, I mean, and their drafting strategy, I think tiki torches is the, the way to describe what this team tried to do on draft day. Wait, real quick, yeah. not to get off topic, not to get off topic, is it too soon for me and Mike to go with the team name of Cuckoo Clan? Is that too soon? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it's not too so. soon for what this team was trying to do. I mean, keeping Jordy Nelson, drafting Christian McCaffrey for 24-50, Chris Hogan's in the flex, Hunter Henry's the tight end. I mean, this team is going straight-up wonder bread up and down the board. Yeah, yeah, I, actually, I, I, I like their Jimmy today. I told him I may have considered just hurling him from the league if you would actually draft all white players. It's 2017. I can't have that. I'm not trying to be on Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, you, you get a white player. You get a white player. You get a white player. I have a fucking desperate article about me. Yeah, I can't have that. Gio Bernard is like the whitest black guy in the league. I can't. You know, I can't be. They could have got away with this. Are you kidding I, I me? can't have that. Did you guys? I mean, you guys Marcus Moda to hard knocks. Have you guys Doug Martin Doug also talking hard knocks? He no. talks like a little whitest dude ever. Who? I mean, Doug, Doug Martin, muscle hamster. Well, then maybe it is. Maybe the fix is actually in. And now I can't speak to Evan Ingram because I have no idea who that is. Giants first round pick, tight end. I mean, I I I actually do like their team once Doug Martin comes back. I don't understand why they spent sixteen fifty on two quarterbacks. Mike Williams, I understand first-round pick keeper potential, but he's going to have a hard time finding targets once he comes back. They went two tight ends. Giro Bernard should catch passes. I mean, they could put together a solid starting lineup, with, like, especially once Martin comes back, but they really went, they really went the vanilla side of things. Uh, can we just yeah. talk about Christian McCaffrey going for like twenty four dollars? That's a lot. I mean, Kareem Hunt went for a dollar less. Rookie running backs that are going to have opportunity, especially when a lot of the main ones are kept. Inflation I mean, occurs. But seriously, though, like, are you are we this confident that the first serious white running back in a generation is going to be you know a superstar? I mean, I feel like both of you should respect what Peyton Hillis did. Yeah, but I mean, the man wasn't a superstar, and he wasn't paid like it. We, he was a waiver claim. Understandable, yeah. but uh, I, I do, I do believe in McCaffrey. All right, well, as a running you know. back, as a running back, as like a running back two. And tell me this: once Martin comes, 
tell me this. If if we were having a fantasy baseball draft in 1947 and Jackie Robinson got called, would you have spent 25% of your budget on him? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm, I feel I, like I'm... I feel like I'm progressive enough to know that he's going to steal bases and fucking rake. Progressive enough? I think that you're racist enough to assume that the only black guy in the league is going to steal things. That's offensive. (laughs) 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 That's exactly how we got into this problem. They wouldn't let any black guys in the league because people like you were assuming they'd steal all the bases. But if they felt like he's good enough to break the color barrier, then he's going to put up that they're not just going to let him slide in on the back of the bench isn't that what christian mccaffrey is doing when was the last time we had a white running back that people treated as though he was an everyday regular guy because because peyton hillis was like the second coming of mike allstott of uh like what do you say all yeah allstott was the guy toby gerhardt got overrated People talk about Toby Gerhardt like he's fucking Kyle Korver, like he's a specialist, or like he's like a like he's Brian Scalabrini, like he's not a serious NFL player. Brian Leonard. Yeah, I mean, I mean the one thing about McCaffrey is Ed McCaffrey's his dad, and he knows how to play wide receiver, so he's legit going to get split out into slot receiver many times this year. Sure. Yeah, they also said that uh, McCaffrey to give him a full playbook. By himself or just the offense? Yeah, he has a he has a Time bunch out. of plays that are directed at oh, him. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were just saying that they gave Christian McCaffrey a playbook and like that meant something. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he got a playbook. He's the running <laughs> back. <laughs> like they gave him like his own section of the playbook, like his own section to of the call him basically on that specific play. Fair All right. enough. All right, that's it. That's enough for Team Honky. Next up, we got Kevin Squared. So before we get into their team, which is Falcons heavy to the, to the maximum, I will say they were icing people r- left and right. Did you guys hear about this? No. Yeah. Oh my God, they were icing people like crazy in that corner. Kind of. I think so they, uh, like, at one point, like I, passing I out ices after the fact. Yeah, yeah, they smeared off ice. They, I think they got Connor like at least three times. Did I yeah, they got him like four times throughout the night. I have a vague They got people in pizza of, boxes. I have a vague Ooh, they got people in doing one of these. They got people in pizza boxes, bathrooms, the garage. I think, Della, your partner refused to take one, but Connor got hit at least three times. They were icing people left yeah. and right. That part is true. Oh, my God. I have a vague recollection of pounding one of these. This makes this is making the Brock Osweiler more. I guess I knew I knew I was on a bad track when 15 minutes in I heard Dennis Powers mutter under his breath, "He's not going to make it." <laughs> He's not going to make it. Onto their team, so so they went. Falcons to the maximum. They think that Kyle Shanahan's still the offensive coordinator and they're going to set records. They've got Freeman, Coleman, Julio, Taylor Gabriel. They've got the Falcons on lockdown. I thought that was a lot. When I saw the Freeman-Coleman combo, um, I think it's wise not to trust Devonta Freeman, but I thought it was a little odd that it seems like Kevin Coleman is going to be a starter for them. 
I mean, they just made no. They just made Freeman the highest paid back in the league. And I mean, Freeman for eighteen is a worthwhile keeper, but that thirty nine on Julio probably would have been at least on a risk perspective better to spend that thirty nine on one of the other top tier receivers. As for you saying they're going to play uh, Freeman and Coleman. I actually like Adam Thielen a lot. I think they got him for a good wide receiver discount. Pierre Garçon, last time Kyle Shanahan was his offensive coordinator, he led the league in receptions, so he's going to get a ton of work on the Niners, and Brian Hoyer loves focusing in on one receiver, which is why me and Dave killed it with Josh Gordon a few years ago. Randall Cobb for $2 is a bounce-back potential. There's a little controversy on Pat Mahomes, who I actually think for 50 cents has keeper potential, even though they wanted Meredith. I mean, this team has potential, but they need the Falcons to ball out again. Yeah, they, this would have to be a top-two offense for them to make the playoffs. Yeah, completely agree. And uh, with that, starts with, I mean... Starts I, with silence, guys. I'm, I'm heating up some baked ziti for dinner right now. Baked ziti, ooh. Not bad. You got some fresh parsley to throw on top? Uh, no, it's like a day and a half old. And uh, I got some Parmesan cheese here. Crap. Well, Fair enough. I, throw it on top. I'll tell you what. This has been going on. This call's been going on for so long that I've had like five whiskeys. So I, I might fall asleep <laughs> in my chair. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> on the next team. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm almost through an entire bottle of Buffalo Trace here. But speaking, Dell, you're talking about cheese. We're going on to Fortune and Haas. Perfect segue. They've got the Packers. They've got Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. I mean, I hate to say it, especially since we put them in our division this year, but it has risk, but I don't hate their team. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, is he's always a top three quarterback. Lock it in for 24. You guys would spend at least 30 on him every single year. Every year. Mark Ingram, meh. Devontae Adams, I think he'll regress this year. Demarius Thomas has Trevor Seaman throwing to him. McFadden's at least going to get six stars without Ezekiel Elliott. Jimmy Graham, I think, is going to be good. Abdullah's going to bounce back and be a number one. Corey, uh, Corey Coleman and Deshaun Kaiser combo has a chance to do something. I mean, I don't hate a lot of what they did, but they don't have a lot of star power outside of Rodgers. I'm okay with that. But here's the I thing about solid power. Go ahead, Dylan. Here's the thing about their team every year. Like, every year you think, like, they have a good draft. And this is the first year I think I sat next to Matt in either never or a long time. At one point while they were drafting, I'm pretty sure I saw Fortune playing, like, a video game on his laptop during the middle of the draft. So really? I have... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was playing a video game next to me at one point while the draft was going on. So, I don't know I'm if it's his confidence or he does it every single year, but, like, I'm pretty fucking scared. Like, he's so confident in the team that he's playing video games in the middle of it. Are you fucking kidding me? You know what I mean, I think well? these guys, they don't dive all over the modern flash in a pan. They they only go after the solid na- They only spend real money on solid names that they know. Like, I mean, they're never the going to be time, the guy spending $24 on a rookie. It's never going to happen. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, Johnny, I mean, last year that's what he did because Johnny has always had, like, a list of guys, which I feel like he just hears a couple people that are like, ooh, I like this guy. And then they're just like, all right, we have money. We're bidding on him. 
And then they just fed them up. And I, I think I saw in the group me was Matt might have said that he was playing like StarCraft again or something. Diablo. Along those lines. Playing Diablo three. Okay, so it was one of them. I I did see that then. So you're probably right, Dell. He probably was playing some online video games against Young Hoku for half the draft. <laughs> Oh god, they're an amazing couple. I, I they are honestly from the minute they walk in one of my favorite teams every year. And uh, you know, I, I just can't get enough of them. I think they're hysterical. I think everything they do is good for the league. I think their team is always competitive despite themselves. I think they give good banter. They're not afraid to get in somebody's ass about something and make fun of them. I they're just fucking hilarious. I completely agree. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm going to bring a 30 of Coors Banquet beers next time because I just need to run that back with seeing how many they can crush. Yeah, I, and and that might be the only thing that could knock them off their pedestal. But then again, I think that was the year they got paid Manning for nothing, so uh, maybe that maybe that doesn't make sense. That was the year that Fortune said he was going to fuck Garrett. Oh, God, all-time draft moment. Maybe Maybe a top two draft moment of all time. What was better? Uh, that's what I said. I just want to leave open the possibility that there's something else that belongs on that level, but that was the first thing that came out of my mind on the pa- on the last <laughs> podcast. That's completely fair. So let's move on to the next team. This is the team that was the, in the Des Bryant sweepstakes. Maddo wasn't here. Unfortunately, he couldn't be with us tonight. Troy was there drafting by his lonesome, and... I mean, he didn't get dead, but he he still got he still got some cowboys. What do you guys think of this squad? Uh, I don't hate it. I don't think I liked it all that much. Immediately, I gave it a B. I gave it a solid draft grade, but then I tried to trade with these guys, and I was like, "Fuck, this is a decent squad." They don't have a lot at running back. They're kind of hoping that one of these fringy, you know, Latavius. Jaquiz, CJ guys will, you know, be a mantle running back for them. But the receivers are so tough. They're so solid, and they have great quarterbacks. The black unicorn is solid on the tight end. I, I think it's a decent squad. I think it's a playoff team. Yeah, I think it's all about how you feel about CJ Anderson. All about CJ yeah. Anderson, and if he actually starts and plays well, because mm-hmm. if he does, I think they're actually a really good team. I see. I I don't know about this. Like, I will say they have Prescott and Roethlisberger that they spent thirteen on. So I guess they could just play matchups in there. I think Latavius Murray is going to stink this year. Just Quiz is only going to be useful for the first three games. Antonio Brown obviously a stud, and then it comes down to Kelvin Benjamin and Emmanuel Sanders. You need you need one of one of them to at least at least come through. And then they had which. Might be the mo- one of the most dumbfounding draft picks in league history. So they were sitting at ninety eight dollars with one spot left on their team. Julian Edelman gets called. They have ninety eight dollars. Julian Edelman gets called. Obviously, we all know he's out for the year. Boom, three dollars. So they went a dollar over their budget. For a guy who's out for the year, who they probably could have gotten for two dollars to throw an IR, and they yeah. dropped three bucks on him right off the bat. I mean, what are you guys thoughts on that move? 
Uh, I couldn't mm-hmm. believe that Troy knew what he was doing. It was a calculated move. He he walked over with the ten dollars for the overage. I mean, within sixty seconds of the pick. No, so I think it was an honest miscalculation, and he thought he had three dollars left and said three dollars, and then realized, oh shit, I only have two. But he played it off so well that it made it look like it was on purpose. Maybe I'm open to that. Um, I don't know which one I'd be more impressed by. The man I mean, does like that, I don't actually for like the longest time, I've actually never known what Troy does. I thought he worked for like some like financial firms and does like some IT stuff, but also some finance stuff. I have no idea what he does for a living, but I thought he was good at math. I, I would so tell you, I'm but I think sure. he'd prefer it that way. I think he'd prefer you not. Kind <laughs> of, I have no so, idea what he does. I think you guys really hit it on the head. Where if CJ Anderson doesn't pan out, or if he gets leapfrogged then within a couple of weeks, Jaquiz is going to go behind Doug Martin and Latavius Murray is going to be behind Dalvin Cook. So at running back, they are really walking the tightrope. Yeah. Yeah, it's going, to be a, it's going to be an interesting year. And it's it, it's it doesn't comfort me to know that Matt O has no idea. He probably still hasn't logged into the league website. Oh, he has, he has yeah. no idea. He's like, did we, did we at least get one Cowboy? We did? Okay, I'm good. We're good. Yeah. Dude, Matt O... Shoddy those couches at Chuck Dell's house like two months ago and hasn't come to pick them up yet. Oh, so he's no way. No way he's walking to the league yet. I think it's possible that he uh, he waits until Chuck Dell gives them to someone else and then he runs a search and seizure and just steals them out of that new house. (laughs) I buy it. All right, let's go on to who... Let's go on to who Mike and I thought had the best draft last year. And it's Tyler and Manti Teo's girlfriend, uh, the dirt nap king himself, Kyle Brees. What do you guys think of this draft? Uh, I gave him the A-plus again. I, I, I think this is a hell of a draft. I think it's a fucking team full of upside potential. I, I wouldn't surprise me at all if this team wins double-digit wins this year. Um, they have some of my favorite sleepers. They got, and I know a guy like Thomas Rawls is hurt right now. But he's pretty much a number one back when he's healthy. I think Derrick Henry, I don't care how good DeMarco Murray was last year, I think Derrick Henry will be a star in the league, and it's only a matter of time until he takes that job. I think John Brown has elastic hands. I think Deshaun Watson could be a pro for a long time. Like, I I love everything about this team, even Kirk the Jerk. I think this is a team that makes the playoffs without question, um, barring massive injuries, and then we can all pretend like it was a bad team from the start, but really, they just got unlucky. I mean, I will say that I, I do like a lot of their players, and they definitely have a lot of potential. Uh, John Brown's coming back from sickle cell. If if uh, DeMarco Murray were ever to go down, Derrick Henry would be a top ten running back without question. Greg Olson's one of the elite top five tight ends. Crabtree catches touchdowns. Gurley should hopefully be better than he was last year. I do want to know, obviously Gordon was a good keeper. I do want to know how you feel about Alshon Jeffrey and the Eagles offense in general. Um, I think it's going to be a slightly better fantasy offense than people expect, even though the Eagles might not be a very good team. I also think that while the Eagles may not be a playoff team, and I say may not, you know, as in probably are not, I think they're a better team than people expect. I keep seeing them between 23 and 25 in the power rankings. I think that's a little low. I think this is an average football team. 
I think they're going to have days where they come out and beat the fuck out of people. And I think they're going to have, they might be, as Bill Simmons likes to call it, the good bad team, where they might be the best yeah. of the bad football teams in the NFL, as opposed to the worst of the good football teams in the NFL. So I, I think uh, if, if Alshon can stay on the field, and that is a if in capital, bold, italicized, and underlined letters, uh, if he can stay on the field, I think that's a very solid pick. Yeah, I mean, Carson, the defense is good. I mean, the Eagles' defense is going to be good. And then they gave Carson Wentz weapons, so it just comes down to if they're able, if he's able to use them or not. And the NFC East as a whole, I think, is going to be an interesting, interesting division. Della, who do you think is going to pull out the NFC East this year? Uh, is that a real question? Um, Giants are going to win the division. However, I'm all over the Wentz wagon this year, so I'm I'm hoping Alshon has a good year because that means Wentz had an awesome year, and I think. I like this team a lot. Mike's right. We used to have Alshon fresh to Jeffrey. He is a question mark every single week, and it's one of the worst decisions you have to make every week owning him as a as a player, oh, as yeah. a fantasy owner. But speaking of all, honestly, they're play, they're playoff bound no matter what. I think that's fair. And I mean, speaking of the questionable tag on a player every single week, we'll move on to the next squad and. uh I was referring to Jordan Reed because he's always has the Q next to his name. And uh, this is mine and Dave's squad. Dave, who I think, honestly, was the best dressed of the, of the day. And uh, this is our squad. What do you guys think? You know, I, I gave you guys an exceptionally harsh draft grade. I think you got the second yeah. lowest grade possible, uh, <laughs> if not for myself. We did. We did, yeah. right to you. Yeah, um, and I got to say, uh, every once in a while in the write-ups, I write a joke that just amuses me for an entire week, if not a month. And Dalton your is team free, opening, free fire. Your team opening with Kramer pulling the door open and getting the red light blasted in his face for Andy Dalton is just, you just fucking, I can laugh at it for hours <laughs> on end. It did, it does Fair. something to me. I don't. It it as soon as I saw the gif, I because sometimes uh, you know a little little background of the process. Sometimes I write the joke, then I find the gif. Sometimes I find the gif, then I write the joke. This was the latter situation, and I just as soon as I saw it, I knew you guys were finishing in the basement. Wait, what did you uh? What did you Google to find that gif? I want to know the search bar. I was on Reddit just rolling through GIFs, and it came up. And so sometimes you can tell, like, there were, like, seven how high GIFs in this write-up. So clearly I Googled how high. But uh, that one just came to me organically, and I had to I had to put it in hard. <laughs> Bob, I'm not going to lie to you. Go ahead. I'm a big fan of the team. Um, I think everyone, if everyone stays healthy, or Martavis Bryant stays away from the weed. Uh, I think weed weed stay off the weed. Please um, put it in post. I think Even if everyone put stays it in, in the field, that will be fine. But the big, big question mark every single week: Jordan Reed. You're gonna have to flirt with whether or not to start him or sit him, oh, and yeah. you never know because he's always fucking hurt. So my answer to that is there are. Five tight ends that are, if healthy, are elite. Other than that, everyone is just hoping for a touchdown. So I rolled the dice, 
with one of the elite tight ends, and if he gets a concussion, pulls a hammy, then we're just rolling the dice for touchdowns every week, just like half the teams in the league. Yeah. 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 I mean, David Njoku is going to catch 16 touchdowns, but otherwise it's going to be tough. (laughs) It's going to be really tough. Can you say his last name? Can you say his last name right for me? I think it's it's Njoku. I don't trust you at all. I don't think it's like I don't I don't I don't think it's Njoku. I think it's Njoku. I think it's Njoku. <laughs> be honest. Did you know who he was before the draft? Absolutely not. Okay, because absolutely, there's not. a guy he was, on. The- he was on the short list of guys that I made the person show me the sheet. I didn't believe he was a real person. So there. <laughs> Before we get to the next team, there are two things that me and Dave did that we always do. By the way, happy birthday to Dave. I mean, birthday draft crushed it again. But every year, we always get one player that we're just trying to, like, we think he's undervalued, so we put a bid on him. I call it the Mike Sims Walker Memorial pick ever since from your basement when I had to pee and Mike Sims Walker was going around. I was like, yeah, whatever. I bid on him, and I wound up getting him. Last year was Matt Jones. Horrible pick. This year, Ty Montgomery. I don't love him, but I thought he should have went for a couple dollars more than this. Granted, it gives us access to the Packers offense, but not my favorite player. Yeah, see, that's why, I mean, I didn't have a problem. I mean, obviously, David Johnson and Mari Cooper are uh, favorites, but Ty Montgomery is a question mark. Martavis Bryant has not played football in a very long time. Jordan Reed's head is is the general consistency of a cantaloupe. And after that, on the bench, I mean, you went down the Kenny Britt rabbit hole. Tyler Lockett is an 80-yard touchdown or nothing kind of guy. I don't know who Josh Doxson or Cameron Cup are, Cooper Cup are. James White is one of 18 guys in the backfield. I mean, there's, there's a lot here. Like, you could have six zeros on the bench. Also, Terry yeah. Kill... Tyreek Hill uh, is like a straight go guy, fly guy, and you have Alex Smith throwing him the ball. Tyreek Hill's the guy who is running back, comma, wide receiver next to his name, and that's always a problem. This guy is an Olympic-level sprinter. Has speed. Look up his highlights. They're absolutely glorious. I'll agree with you on a lot of the other stuff. I think Andy Dolan, I know you absolutely despise him, but... If his weapons could stay healthy, I mean, Eifert and A.J. Green missed, like, 20 games combined last year, and they just catch touchdowns. I I like our team. There's definitely some risk with it, but I think we're in a decent spot to bounce back from a terrible situation last year. And, yeah, wait, the last thing, I wanted, last thing I wanted to say was we drafted the Texans' defense, which it's it's maybe a little insensitive to say, but... After the hurricane, and after who, I cannot stand J.J. Watt. But granted, he's coming back from injury, wanting to win comeback player of the year, raising 20-plus million. This guy's going to play with his hair on fire, and I think they actually might have a chance to uh, slide themselves into the top five defenses just playing off motivation. Yeah, I'm with that. I, I think it's not a, also not a bad idea to call your bookie and put money down on the Dolphins to win the title because Miami is about to get savaged by Hurricane Irma. I think, I think honestly, throwing down a little bet about the Dolphins-Texans AFC Championship, that's got to pay $80,000 to one. 
you always bet tragedy. You always bet uh, human interest. And I think these two teams are going to ball this year on the strength of those things. I mean, you can't leave any stone left unturned. I mean, that's a factor that's going to affect these teams. And uh, that'll lead us right into our next squad, and that's uh, the Miller-Kling combo. What do you guys think about their squad? First thing, two things. One, Zay Jones is a DJ. He's clearly not a football player. That is a big name. (laughs) And I couldn't believe he was actually on the sheet when I got to the end afterwards. Number two, I refuse to believe that Donta Foreman and Deonta Freeman are different people. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I no, I'm, I'm looking at I'm, I'm looking at Dante Foreman's like picture on the ESPN app right now. Are we sure it's not a cleaned up version of that guy from The Wire? Uh, like one of Chris or Soup, one of those guys. That's like one of uh, one of um his boys. That's I would like believe everybody. anything. I would believe anything about Dante Foreman. If you if you <laughs> had a keen if you had a keen ear. I said his name with no confidence whatsoever because I thought I was going to get laughed out of the building. No. So Dante <laughs> Foreman, he he was from Texas. He has a chance to take over for Lamar Miller at some point. But you had a better call out thanks to this team, and that would be right above him on this sheet. Mike Gillisley, you called out Mark Gusaley? Mark Gusaley? <laughs> at least 12 times. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You have no idea. And S's and E's. It's like Mississippi. I I knew there was a certain number of letters and vowels, but I didn't know the combination or the order. Yeah, when you guys have a chance, when you guys have a chance to look at the teams on uh, ESPN, if you click on Marshawn Lynch's, like, picture, he's looking not at the camera. He's looking, like, away from the camera. Marshawn can do whatever he wants. I mean, they did go, like, a me and Dave a little bit with Marshawn being hood beast mode. Keenan Allen, God bless his ACL. Carson Palmer, another Dave and I favorite. I mean, outside of that, Fitzgerald is usually good at the beginning of the year and then tails off. Rudolph, Sam Bradford likes to check down. Lamar Miller, at least they got his backup with Foreman. I mean, they have a possible starting lineup, but they don't have a high ceiling. I agree. I no, agree. Not I think best-case scenario, this is a wild-card team. Yeah. I would agree with that. I don't, I don't even think they make that. You uh, think they I, just have I, no I, shot? They're, they're they're I keep them an F+, plus, so I, I don't disagree with that. No ceiling, That's and fair. Carson Palmer's arm is going to fall off at some point this year. It has to. He has a very easy schedule the first four weeks of the season. So if you are going the streaming route in any other league, if anyone has a draft, he's not a he's not a bad place to go for the first four weeks. Um, this would that would have been a smart pick for Mike going the uh, Andrew Luck route, but instead they went with the Brocket chip. So uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Well, Miller Miller Kling, they're rocking with trust the process. Palmer. They're fucking with him all season. They don't have another quarterback. Yeah, I mean, but there there are still a couple guys on the waiver wire that can spot in given a matchup. Yeah, we're streaming, right. baby. All right, that does it for the team previews. I mean, do you guys have any other league league shenanigans to mention? Anything else in the draft that caught your eye? Anything else you're looking forward to this year? I don't think so. I think that's uh. I mean, that is a fucking comprehensive preview. I, I'd be curious to find out 
how many league members listen to this in one sitting. I think there's certain league members who just will refuse to listen to it because it'll be two hours long. Are we allowed to cut this in two? Yeah, I mean, we we can do whatever we want. Um, I'm I'm of the opinion that with a podcast, you just you let it go, and you listen to it when you want to listen to it. Like you know, chopping it in two might make certain uh, you know non-intellectuals feel better. But you know, if you got half a brain, you just pause it, go about your day, and come back to it. Yeah, but so you we're say that, but didn't. That. But at the yeah. same time, didn't you split last year's into two? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 all I'm saying is I don't know if that was the right move. I don't know if I should have just told the people to, you know, adapt or die. All right, I think, so, I, think I honestly think we need to part one and part two. I mean, that's, that's besides the point. Anyone can press pause. Before we go, I do want to know, Delos, do you have anything left to say to Mike, your former partner, before this season starts and before that, that partnership is finally broken forever? Who, Benedict Arnold over there? I got Ooh. a wager. I got a wager. I got wager terms. All right. Yeah, go. Whichever one of our teams finishes with the most wins, the loser between you and I has to take the other person and two other league members out to a Korean barbecue all-you-can-eat establishment, and the loser has to buy dinner but cannot eat and can only drink water the entire time. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. What do you think about that? Did we got a deal? Hold on. What? It's a treat if you guys are the Korean barbecue. But I have that shit like all the time when I'm home. You're, come on. So what, is your, you what is have, your rebuttal? What else you got? So if you, if he wins, if you win, do you get to take off all out, uh, people out for Italian then? We could do that. We could go to Olive Garden no, and you can eat pasta and breadsticks. Ooh, <laughs> give me them breadsticks. How dare you say that's Italian, Mike? Come on. And you can't. Why do you think I, I threw that out? The culture. Why do you think I would throw that out? Because if we go there, I'm not eating anyway. <laughs> that's fair. They have good water, um, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck. All right. I like this bet. All right. That's fine. That's You're it. in? Deal. It's in. All right. In. No, 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 no. You know what? No, I have stipulation. I have stipulation. Nothing but water. Fine. But I was going to say if uh, if I win, we we don't go Korean. We go Japanese. And I get to tell the waitress how... <laughs> You, you're our guide because you're Japanese the entire time. Oh, that's even better. No, 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 no. It's, it's not a good bet, and uh, little known fact: like a lot of Korean Japanese like restaurants are like combined together. That is true. I've been to many uh, Asian fusion restaurants. And they're like kind of together. Um, mm. Or how about this? Okay, fine. If I win. You pay for everyone and just uh, have water, but you do get to eat one item off the menu that you have to pick yourself without asking any help from the waitress. No question. No question. Do you know how many Korean people live in LA? You're not going to. I know things. I mean, 
It needs to be symbols. They can't actually have words then. Otherwise, he'll know what yeah, to ask for. He doesn't have to lose the menu. Just be like, can I get some bibimbap? Can I get some? I yeah, mean, you got you got some bogo on the menu without it knowing what it is. Fine. You know what? Let's flip this around. I will eat one thing, but you get full ordering control. So if you want to order the grossest yeah. thing on the menu and put that on the plate, and that's my only option, then that <laughs> plays. All right. Uh, same deal on your side. Everyone knows I don't eat kimchi. So if you go to a Korean restaurant and you order whatever, I'll eat it. All right. It's a deal. All right. There we go. Gentlemen's bet. We'll be waiting to see the end of the season. We'll be waiting to see who has the wallets. Granted, uh, Mr. Powers. Did you finally give Mr. Powers his wallet? Yes, he got his wallet. Uh, it was the intros, the opening move of the draft, so he has his wallet. All right, so the wallets are handed out. The former teammate bet is set. I mean, I think that wraps up the start of the season. Worst of luck to everyone, and this, let's get it going tomorrow. Let's do it. It's going to be a big one. All right, right. Fridello, Mike, good night, everybody. Talk to you soon. It's just We out. Can you hear me? No, I respect Bobby Buckley. I'm very much responsible for the success of this year's podcast. I don't know what to say. Um, I get like 20, 25 emails a day. I think our commission is a scumbag.